0: It's time to be heard. It's time to stand up and be counted. It's time for One Too Many Voices with your host, Love Scopes author and father of all things 1-2, Mark Husson. Hi, everybody. Thank you for coming to yet another edition of One Too Many Voices here at 12 It's so exciting to be a part of people and panels of people who are willing to talk about who they are and what they do and to bring a more human side to uh, the representation that the internet often magnifies. So I'm excited and I'm honored and I'm really uh, not wanting to put one more moment in front of introducing this amazing panel today. Today we have a group of uh, three women that each I have respect for in their own right. Uh, the first person is somebody that came along through just walking through the internet and being there for us in a very honest and open way. She is a she truly is an optimist. Uh, she loves kids, yoga, painting, exercise, inspiration. She has an amazing smile and a very sweet and gracious. Uh, name that I am just so happy to have on board with us today. Please, if you would, you'll probably recognize her. Welcome, April Joy Garrett. April, are you with me?
1: I am. Thank you so much. <laughs> so good to
0: have you on board. Thank you.
1: Yeah, it's been wonderful to be on board with you guys all Thank these years. You.
0: You've always been a smiling face. We're ha- happy to have you. My next Thank you. guest is uh, definitely somebody that uh, came out. I remember vividly how she came on board because she... Was on another station on another show doing her work. She had, she uh, has the same, I thought she had the same accent as Oliver. So I was very excited <laughs> to- when I got to talk to her. Um, she is been with us for probably going on a year. I'll have to confirm it with her. But she's one of my um, favorite people in that she pursued, we put her off for about four months uh, of like, well, we're in the middle of change, and, and we don't know when, and she just hung in there with us. She was never once ungracious about her, her, uh, her relationship to us, and never once wavered in her knowledge that she would soon be with us. If you would, you probably know exactly who I'm talking about, but I want to welcome her formally, uh, Anu Shia-Asta. Anu, <laughs> pronounce your name right for me.
2: Oh, no she asked. You did well. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm I'm really excited to be here and, and it's it's Mark it's been an amazing journey being part of one two family. So, Well, you I, have definitely I'm,
0: made my mouth drop more than one time. I love <laughs> your willy. you're you have such a a, a spirit of uh, accomplishment and it just moves me and I'm really grateful. Now, are you from Finland?
2: Yes. Yay. Mm-hmm. I was um, born in Sweden, but I uh, grew up in Finland.
0: That is amazing. Well, you speak a lovely uh, English and you also have a lovely uh, intention of what you do and the work you do. Mm -hmm. So it's so good to have you here. And last (laughs) and certainly not least is somebody that I have been um, blown away by her work, her presence, her commitment. She she came on board as... um, on her own volition as well as as a one-to-listen advisor as Anu did. She does an incredible interpretation of the angelic presences and has committed her life to it. I'm sure that you will absolutely recognize her when you hear her voice, and I can't believe she's actually agreed to do the show. It's really exciting. If you would please welcome Myrna Solorzano. Right, Myrna? Yes, very good, Mark. Thank you. (laughs) It's so good to have you with us. And I know that you, your journey, you and Anu sort of walk a parallel line in the angelic realm. And the one thing that I do appreciate about the two of you is that you don't veer from your commitment. Now, and and I say that because I watch that a lot. People who, they may pick up an oracle or something and play with it. But you guys have seemed to dedicate it, your personal and professional life, to this force that you truly believe in, and I'm just, um, I'm really absolutely enamored of the commitment and the passion. Because I'm a big guy about passion, so thank you for your commitment there. Thank you. Yeah, today we are going to talk about something that I am so happy that this trio of people agreed to talk about. Yeah, we're going to talk about divorce and we're going to talk about uh, relationships and in that and and the pain and the issues that are involved in divorce and how do you build a life after it so this is exciting for me as well because i think divorce is something that just doesn't involve people it also involves um addictions and a divorce from an addiction and divorce from a pet it's like there are certain things in life that we must sever ourselves from so i'd like to start with the positive aspect or there it's all positive really but the the beginnings of falling in love the beginnings of that person that you guys said you do to And um, was it, was it textbook romance or did you, at the time, I know you might look at it different (laughs) now, but at the time, was it like, this is it. (laughs) And so I want to know a little bit about the beginnings. And if you don't mind, April, let's start with you and talk about the beginning of your, um, you know, a little bit, what did it look like when that made you walk down an aisle? We're saying metaphorically, because I don't know if you all did Vegas, uh, uh, whatever, but that moment, what was it like?
1: Um, this getting married, um, the we were high school sweethearts you were so high school a long time ago Okay, and, um, I moved in with him super early. So I moved in with him like a month after I turned 17.
0: Did anyone and, warn you April? About... And then
1: we split up, um, last year when I was 32. So we kind of had like a friendship, um, relationship, but it was intense at times and we had kids early So, we ended up being um, together for a long time, I think, because we had kids and because, um, I think because of our childhoods, we ended up being like each other's mirror in a way. It feels like we were each other's teacher. And because sometimes some of the situations we were in felt like it was just one big mirror, um, like a lot of intensity was involved. I don't know if it was just our signs or whatnot or the situations, but... Um, I do feel like we played out a lot of, um, our childhood traumas on each other. That's now, April, did, like.
0: in, did anybody warn you? Um, what are you doing so early or did it just all seem right at the time?
1: Um, it felt right. For some reason, it just felt like it was just part of my path.
0: Nice. I love that. And there's nothing, I mean, I want to make it really clear to everyone listening. Divorce is not a dirty word. It actually is, can be the most conscious word we use, but it's just nice to know where people's heads were in the beginning. So April, we'll come back to a little bit of the unfolding as we go along. Uh, anu, what was your beginnings like when you finally met the person who just swept you off your feet or did they sweep you <laughs> off your feet?
2: Um, yes, they did. Um, I was um, about 18 years old and uh, I had just graduated um, high school and um, I was traveling, I had some friends in Poland and I went there for a few months and and so um, I met uh, my ex-husband there and we really fell in love, it was big love, it was very much drama related <laughs> relationship, so big fights, big, um, big, big love, fights, so big it was not yeah. a very healthy basis for a marriage. but. Uh, we were really drawn together and I knew um, the first time I saw him I knew I'm gonna marry him and I knew we're gonna have children together although part of me was resisting no 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 this is not gonna work (laughs) so I actually knew it's not gonna work but I still did a conscious choice because I loved him and I just saw my children and um, perhaps um, perhaps I saw the lessons that I was about to learn through that marriage. So,
0: wow, that's really great. Now you did have, what would you say, would you call it, um, love at first sight?
2: Yes, absolutely. It was, no,
0: oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Okay. Myrna, we're up to you. And I definitely am curious when you met your person that took you down the aisle, what was it like?
3: Well, let's see. Being a sage, I don't, Generally do things um, the way society teaches us to do so uh, when we <laughs> met it was uh, You know out and around with the nightlife um, in my early 20s. I want to say maybe 24 years old and uh, I was enamored with him and we began to date and very early on I became um, Pregnant with our first child and so we had this um, first child and then we had our second child and then I want to say maybe after about five years, uh, then I actually um, asked him um, to marry me. And and I told him, I said, not because um, we have children together, but, but because you want to. And I knew and I felt in my heart um, that he was in love with me and I was in love with him. And we adored and loved our two little girls. Mm. And so both of my daughters were um, flower girls in our wedding. And so we did things kind of backwards, you know, and before the marriage I purchased a home. And so I did things or we did things when it was right for us and not when it was, um, you know, the regular role of how you're supposed to do things or what society teaches. Mm -hmm. We did things when they fell in line for us and and that's where it began for, for me.
0: So when you asked him to marry you, you were convinced that this was the right thing to do, and, it, and I'm sure it was the right thing to do. Did he agree? I mean, was there any convincing?
3: Uh, no convincing at all. I actually was on my way to work, and um, I stopped at the flower shop. I had this feeling inside of me, and I sent him a bouquet of, of red roses, and I posed a question there, and I went to work. And when I came home from work, um, he knew exactly what time I walked in the door and he called me on the phone and the first thing he said was yes you know and and it it was a time where we were growing together and and we felt that that level of commitment and because you know early on I could have very easily have said you know I'm, I'm pregnant you need to marry me you need to support me and it wasn't like that it, it was um, completely the opposite you know I I wanted to let him know that because I was pregnant, I was not asking him um, to devote his life to me, but I also was not going to let go of, of my baby. Um, I was going to follow through with my um, pregnancy and and give birth to something that um, I felt was very important. And so, you know, there was there was no pressure. There was never any of that. As a Sag, very free-spirited, I'm like, I'll do this on my own,
0: <laughs> you know, so... Wow, that's yeah. amazing! You you sound you all actually sound like uh, you you are committed to this thing inside of you, which is really what I feel is a very important message here. There's a there's a feeling we get that this is the right thing to do. This is the the course I'm going to take, and there is this. Um, it's important to find out at the outcome that it continues to be the correct thing. Um, April, let's let's start with you on this one. When you when you you were a childhood sweetheart, you were young. You started having children. When did it occur to you, if it was you first, or when did the symbols start coming at you that this is time to let this thing go?
1: Hmm. Um. I think it was anxiety, like the the feeling inside that something's wrong. Hmm. Um, like that it doesn't feel right anymore or doesn't feel like it's like really serving me or the kids anymore or he or even him because I don't want to like play like it's just um, it was um, just healthy for me to be a part of the relationship or be out of the relationship really it was for all of us you know him me and the kids I think we just started um, being unhealthy and I felt like it manifested as anxiety and so I started like I think that was actually the sign.
0: The manifesting is your personal inner anxiety?
1: Yeah, like feeling uncomfortable or um, like um, physical discomforts. I could actually feel myself physically not feeling like I was supposed to stay in the relationship.
0: Wow. that's uh, Okay, that's really good news. Uh, it's just good because it's like we knew something was coming up. Symptoms were emerging. Anu, how about with you? You, see, you says yours was volatile, which is interesting because passionate relationships are often volatile. Um, because you know that red energy is red whether it's Mm -hmm. anger whether it's you know love and passion it's sort it's very interesting so you started off with a sort of volatility how did you know that it was time to like cut the cord on this guy or is that how it happened
2: yeah well the volatile um, passionate relationships are often the karmic ones our greatest teachers so when we get into a situation like that we know we're clearing karma in some ways, <laughs> yes, or at least should be clearing karma and, and uh, turning that energy into something beautiful eventually. But uh, for me, I knew from the, uh, like I said, I, I knew all along that it's not going to last. We just kept uh, kind of in, uh, ourselves in that energy, in that relationship for about seven years. And it, it wasn't, um, I, I wouldn't say, it was a bad experience, it was very challenging Um, but now that I'm looking back, uh, there was a lot of beautiful moments so it was definitely worth it Uh, we were together a lot but the jealousy was really um, a challenge and and he was kind of controlling and there was all those things that were not, it didn't um, resonate with me and and I eventually I just knew that I had to Pull myself out because I, I felt my energy was draining, and at the very end of the relationship, I was barely—I felt barely existing. I was so really? drained. Yes, was it and dumb? I knew I had to do something.
0: Did you did you have like a confidant, or did you have like family, or where where did you share your your secret? Um, I'm assuming it's sort of your silent pain and suffering. Where did where did where was your outlet?
2: Well, I, I'm very close with my, uh, my mom and, and I was able to talk um, to a lot of um, people at that time um, the internet chatting was, um, was popular. I guess it still is, I just don't have a lot of time for random chatting, but yeah. <laughs> it, I, I was chatting with just strangers, you know, I would just go to chat rooms and I would just let it out and it helped and sometimes some people had some uh, good advice or they just understood I, I, I just spoke, um, tried to communicate, but I did notice it was hard, especially towards the end. It was, it, I was getting um, my throat <laughs> chakra, the, the communicating um, chakra uh, in me was kind of blocked, so it was hard to talk. So it, took a, it took a while for me to really recover after the divorce um, mm. and get communicate, start communicating because it, it is very, very important to communicate and let it out so it doesn't build up Consume all inside. You.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to follow up on that. Okay, Myrna, wh- what was the clue for you that this we did our purpose and we got to move on? Is that how it came? How did it come?
3: Oh, wow. It, it, you know, divorce was me for me was um, something very, very difficult to do. Um, I felt probably uh, Five years previous to when we actually um, divorced that um, our time together was over but because we had two children, you know a big home and you know all of these Things that we acquire as as people and families do um, And our children I just I I felt like I was a sacrificial lamb. I felt that I wanted to keep that family environment um, for my children and so I continued in this um, marriage long after um, time was up for wow. me because I did not want to hurt them and so I went through the motions of taking care of the girls and the family and making dinners. and. You know keeping the home front um, together and doing my best to care and love for him but there was like very little intimacy um, left there was very little communication left and um, I slipped into um, a deep depression where I would take my girls to school and I would sleep for half the day and I had no drive um, to do anything I just I felt um, dead inside and so after a while This was also something for him, I have to, you know, say for him, he felt that that distance as well, but we were both just trying to, you know, take care of Mm -hmm. the love that we both had for our children. And so, you know, infidelity came into play, and um, as I became more attuned to um, my angels, you know, what my path was, really coming into my awareness and spirituality and what I was feeling and and acknowledging, I... um, you know, I started to come into what I knew that he was doing, even though there there was no evidence of it. It was more a knowing for me, mm-hmm. and so it, it was. I want to say towards the end, where I, I one day, you know, we had a confrontation, and um, I I said, "I'm done,
0: wow. I'm done,"
3: and that that was it. And from that point on, it it got really ugly very quickly.
0: Oh gosh, mm-hmm. I want to talk to you guys about that too, like the like how is the letting go process as it peeled away how was it april with you um you guys you 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 started feeling the anxiety you said and you started um noticing that there was something here that was just not making you happy first of all can we ask what sign your partner was a scorpio okay so you're in an aries and he was a scorpio I always say he was a Scorpio, like he died, but I know he did. But, uh, the, <laughs> he was in your consciousness at the time, yeah. a Scorpio. And so as the anxiety started growing and you had children as well, um, what, was the, what was the plan?
1: Um, the plan, like as, as we had plan. kids. and oh, 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 okay. So the exit plan, what happened was I started, um, we had split three times in the last six years. So this last time that we split was the permanent split and the one that was, um, that had the divorce involved. So it was more like permanent this time.
0: Who initiated but it? Who I'm sorry. It,
1: I'm sorry. Um, the split was initiated by me, um, all three times.
0: So um, you got to a point in this relationship where you're like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, you got I to get out. Did all. you kick him out?
1: um the first two time ta- the first time i told him to leave cuz um there was infidelity um from his part and then and a lot of verbal abuse and then third time was more volatile and um i kind of had a feeling it would be because uh, i had been trying to kind of end the relationship for quite some time so i knew it was going to be crazy and um it was and um i ended up reading this book that I had um, called women who love too much yep, and by Robin Norwood. And that, and when I read that book, I was like, Oh my gosh, there's something I have to work on in me. And so the third time I was just like, totally like, I cannot do this at all anymore. So I'm done. And um, I started going to like um, therapy and like group therapy. And that like, I think gave me a lot of strength to uh, make sure that it was something that was permanently, um,
0: wow going to that... be
1: done for me and what the third time anyway um i think i remember you asking me the third time he wanted me to leave um the place that we lived so it was kind of shaky ground yeah and um but i ended up it ended up being that he left because there was some legal stuff involved so he had to leave the home and then um my brother moved in with me for 8 months and he was he's been such an inspiration to me because Um, He was a lot of support because he had been divorced a couple years before me So we'd have a lot of philosophical discussions and a lot of he was such an inspiration during the time So um, I ended up getting kind of back on track as far as like securing a home for the kids and I yeah And so I ended up kind of starting my healing process after that
0: Wow Anu, What was the what was the end like? How did it unfold?
2: Yeah, um, when I finally made my decision, it it took a it took a long time for me to make that decision within me. Although I had already made it, <laughs> uh, right. But but um, to actually go through with it, I also had two little little boys, um, and I I didn't want to break the family. But I knew that this was an unhealthy situation, and it would be better for them. Um, to get some kind of um, solution to the to the situation, so it, it was really at first uh, my ex wasn't um, the, the, the fights didn't escalate or it didn't because he was really trying to get me to stay and uh, really being really nice to me um, until he realized that it's it's going to happen and then it really exploded the whole situation and. It was, um, that is actually the most difficult, I would say, the most difficult time um, I personally experienced uh, through, move, through making that decision and then um, perhaps about a year after I moved out, um, he kept uh, harassing, calling me and it was, it was very difficult process of letting go. But I have to say that um, it was a lot of miracles were happening in my life the whole time that kept me going and kept me believing mm-hmm. in the future. And this was, I didn't know where um, where I would be living. Um, I didn't have much money. Um, I, I just decided to leave all our furniture, all the stuff. I thought, that's just stuff I'm not going to stay in. Argue about uh, things. And so I moved out with my boys. I got um, sole custody um, with my children. And we moved to a a, um, one bedroom apartment that was furnished. Mm. And that was really a miracle that I found that place through it next to my work that I just. (laughs)
0: Was hired. <laughs> oh wow!
2: And it was like I could walk. I didn't have a car, nothing. And the the grocery store was right next to it. And on top of that, my children's kindergarten. I could see them out playing from my office in this new work. So we were like all tied together. It was so wonderful. And on this furnished house, there was beautiful books about sp- spiritual growth that were so healing. I was like. This is incredible, just making that step and just believing. I didn't know how, but the universe just showed me how.
0: Mark and his guests will be right back after this short intermission.
1: This is Mo Abdelbaki. For most of my life, I felt as if I were on the outside looking in. But all that changed one day over 20 years ago when I walked into the 12th House bookstore and then I was a part of something. I get to spend my life helping people and doing what I love with people that I love. That's what 1-2 means to me.
2: Hello, 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 Alita here, 1-2 Listen Advisor and 1-2 Radio Host. In my heart and soul, I experience all of the one 2s family. That includes you, the listeners, and the clients. It is my honor to assist you and bring in the future together.
0: If you'd like to be a guest on a panel, drop a note to voices at 12radio.com. And now, here's Mark. Wow. And you already had a strong built-in faith, or were you building it?
2: I was building it. I yeah. I, I, I believe I had angels had um, showed themselves to me over the years, and I did have a deep-down faith that I'm always taking care of, but not i i didn't know how much i was loved and supported Mm -hmm.
0: you know there's a woman um elizabeth kubler ross who does the stages of death and dying and i have always attributed anything as a stage of death anything whether it's giving up cigarettes or you know a loss of any kind myrna did you do you do you recognize some stages did you recognize some horrible self-blame um before the revelation or did you did you notice stages at all
3: um, I did not know the stages at all.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, it was random. I mean, you just you watched yourself go through just whatever it was because yours was a lot of surviving for the kids, right? In the right. in the beginning, and then the depression. At what point did you? When you said enough? I mean, we're doing this. Did did it ever get to this? I know now for sure, like I can breathe again. I mean, was there a moment when you knew the decision was so right that your life came back to you?
3: Um, yeah, it was. I knew that it was right for me because I knew that I was suffocating um, within the relationship. Mm. And I and I knew, um, you know, because he's also judging me for for my beliefs and uh, was not being, um, you know, spiritually wise we were not the same anymore. Mm. We had our time together I knew was done and I had continued to advance and grow um, as a spiritual person and through my awakening and that that just added to the rift between us because he does not have that that faith of of God or any of it, you know, it's Mm. very materialistic. He's a man and a provider which uh, I find that to be the case for a lot of people so it
0: and- I do, too. I think you're absolutely right about that. And I want to ask, do you think there is a um, do you think people with children, moms, women with children? Because I think I have a little bit of a prejudice I, uh, about a woman's bond to the child. I mean, maybe, you know, I I can't I, I have to ask because I don't know. But I assume that this child that came from you, uh, that there must be some element for each of you of sheer maybe terror that what you're doing to this child's life. And that's why each of you chose a level of sacrifice for your children. But I mean, it's probably bigger than a lot of people realize who don't have kids. Would you agree with that?
3: Absolutely. It, yeah. yeah. And we fought over those kids, you know, he, he, God. we We fought over them, you know the typical role is the man leaves the home, yep, and so that so that the kids and and their family situation is not disrupted too much um but in my case uh you know one day I came home, and half the furniture, all the nice, good stuff had been taken out of the home he uh, you know God. he showed up with uh i want to say. Eight trucks and a dozen men, and within an hour, cleaned out the house. I came home and I could hear the echo. I, uh. I couldn't even say anything when I walked into my home. I knew what had happened. I was in utter shock, and he slowly uh, turned my children against me. It was his because of his insecurity, mm-hmm. um, and where he's at as an individual, and still, I want to say because he no longer felt that love and support from me. He was still seeking love in in his own way, and so he had to have those children very um, tight. And I want to say that that's selfish on his part because he was thinking more about himself and having the children than what was right for the children, which would have been to have, you know, the children need their mother and their father. They need both aspects in in the home. So, Mm. yeah. Well,
0: I'm going to ask everybody this and I'll, I'll start with you, Myrna, since we're on this topic. Is there a, have you forgiven him or the circumstance?
3: I want to say that I have to own part of that responsibility myself. I also feel deep in my heart that we have or that we had a contract that needed to be fulfilled Mm -hmm. and some karmic um, knowledge that came into play for this and that we've done our job in bringing these children in. We had a lot of good times. We learned a lot about each other and I still have a place in my heart for him. Am I in love with him? No. However, he is the father of my children and I want his life to be better because I know that it ripples out onto my children. Mm-hmm. And so in that respect, I still honor him for working very hard and diligently to continue to um, provide for them. Nice. And, you know, so that's nice, where I'm good. at. Yes. It's
0: yeah. on Thank you. April, have you forgiven A, yourself, B, him? see the circumstance i mean is any of that necessary have you done it do you feel like you're on is it an ongoing thing i mean maybe it's a dumb question but i'm throwing it out (laughs)
1: no it's not dumb um a b and c yes i have forgiven myself him and the circumstance totally yeah i do i have because i feel like mm, there was a lot of you know he he cries when he talks about his own childhood Mm -hmm. and i know that sounds so cliche like oh i'm you know waving the whole like he had a bad childhood card but no but i do totally forgive him and myself and the Mm. circumstance
0: i I think that's awesome i mean i not and if you said no i can't i think that was awesome too i just think that the the consciousness around it for all of you is showing a great amount of of um courage and i i hope the listening audience can can possibly understand if you have never been in a circumstance like this and I can tell you I have never been in your circumstance um, mostly, one, because I can't bear children, and I just think that plays such a big part. And number two, um, have never had an ugly or scary... I've had a an horrible falling out that that felt like it was the end of my life, but I've never had um, the kind of devastation where I built a home and had it ripped from me or felt that I had to leave for my safety. Anu, when, I, when you talk of yours, and you took your son's and you found the apartment, sometimes I, I fear... I, I think that at times you did fear for your safety, did you?
2: Oh, yes, I did. and I, and that ended up um, so that I actually quite quickly went to another relationship out of feeling safety. I just wanted Absolutely. to have somebody there. So So it was short. It was two years. Um, lasted the, the, the other relationship was very uh, calm and peaceful. There was no sparks, no passion but it was, um, it was very healing for me. It was good friendship, but we just, we didn't have drama um, breaking up um, with that person, so I feel like he just came to my life to kind of bring stability and safety to me and the children at that time. But, um, but I, I just want to say, you, you talked about um, the forgiveness and how it happened yes. to me is it's two years, about two years after um, the divorce, uh, I was studying past life regression, and w- in one of the regressions that we did, we went to like to the world, you know, where souls go after after they 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 die, and and we we um, invited people from our soul family. I was looking around through my third eye, spiritual eye, and I was shocked. I saw my husband there in my yeah. soul group. I was like wow, he was there and he was radiating. he was smiling. And that second, I was still very much healing and really hurt. And yeah. um, But I saw him there and something changed with him. I was like, wow, okay, well, maybe there's something to this that I don't understand. Maybe there's something I don't know. So I, that is where my forgiveness, I felt like, Like a purpose, I felt like all that had happened for a reason. Because the way he smiled at me in the spirit world, uh, with all the other amazing uh, souls, um, it felt like okay that he was playing a role, you know. And I started learning um, and understanding that people who bring us challenges, they we have some contracts, and maybe I asked him to be the the tough person in my life. I don't know. I don't know all the, the the details about that. But it just felt like I I don't want to feel um, you know I don't want to hold any any um, bitterness. So I decided to work on forgiveness. It was a long, uh, it took a while, but I'm complete. Right now, it's it's been long enough. I'm completely free. I love uh. him and I'm grateful. Of course, um, uh, you know I don't love him. Um, I'm not in love with him, but I feel that universal love and that uh, appreciation for the role.
0: Mm -hmm. Now, did you, can you think of him now and not get that squirt of acid in your stomach? (laughs) Do you all know what I mean by that? It's like you know, like part of the worst part of. I remember being in a group once, a sort of spiritual group, and I said, you know, the worst part about not forgiving people is the shit you go through when you run into them in the grocery store. You know, it's sort of like that was the worst of it for me. Like, ah, you know, you have to hide. But uh, but now, can you run into him in a grocery store on you and just like, hey, move on and no junk at all, or is it still just a little raw?
2: Uh, actually, we can. I mean, I don't run into him in a grocery store. He lives in another country, but we do yeah. talk via Skype um, every now and then, a few times a year. And we talk about the kids, and sometimes, you know, we talk about other things. And he's a friend. Um, we keep it, um, we don't go too deeply into discussions, but w- I feel like we've reached a level of appreciation of um the life experiences that we've shared and he's moved on he has a new family and um so there is no wow not the the old energy is gone
0: wow so you know developing a certain kind of stage mentality like stages uh myrna i'm wondering uh you you already mentioned that you have a great you do this amazing thing about uh you know, you see the story of him just taking the furniture out and how you can still look at him as a provider and have a level of respect for him indicating your uh, opportunity to forgive and that you have done that. Is there, um, would you say that there's a, a period of, did you experience a period of self-loathing, self-judgment?
3: Um, no, I don't, I don't, uh... I think I've always tried to be as transparent as possible. Yep. And so I've always um worked on on honoring him for again all the work that he's done and I see, you know, he's an Aries and he just goes full throttle in everything that that he does mm. a, as a father and as a male. And so, you know, I just I understand that we all have our strengths and we all have our weaknesses wow. and so,
0: Great you know, Great. when it comes
3: to the yeah. heart, he yeah. That's that was um, that's his weak point, I guess I want to say.
0: But you don't you didn't have this point of self-blame like you didn't blame yourself. You didn't feel like, what did I choose this for kind of thing? It was sort of like you you had a constant trust of the process or was there that's what I mean, was there any like what the hell did I get myself into kind of thing or was it really just like you take what comes down and you work with it?
3: I exactly no. Really? I don't feel like I got myself into. That's I feel. I really very strongly feel like that's an old mentality, and that yeah. that is that is something that maybe society teaches. And I just feel, you know, I through this whole process, my angels walk me through it. They talked to me about the things that were going on. They showed me the deeper meaning and levels of what was really um, going on through this whole process. So wow. I, I understand it on a, on a soul level.
0: Now, at what point, some point, each of you being just on this radio show, um, it did something to your spirituality. It might have been that you already had some spirituality going and it just forced you to look more for answers or it may it brought you. A new level of spirituality that didn't even exist previously april what did did this push you into your spiritual world here there's the quest for some support and understanding or did you already have a foundation that got you through and it just got stronger
1: Mm, yeah that's right i had um already had a foundation um from my younger years i think i was a teenager and i had um already found spirituality um my mom was a very spiritual person so i felt like i already had this spiritual foundation but um this relationship did actually push me like really further into spirituality because i was always um an optimist and searching for faith and um the bright side of things and how i can learn from it like i always look for a lesson in every single scenario or situation so for me it was definitely um throwing me I think casting me deeper into spirituality but I did already have a foundation of spirituality
0: well okay so anu and I knew and I really assume I'm just assuming that that's very true for you too that you had a foundation and this sort of brought you more closer close to the sense of your own um, angel angelic relationship with the omens that were going on it was there more did, did it did it catapult you deeply into what you're doing now?
2: Oh, absolutely. It was um, the catap- catalyst uh, for for my angel work. For all that I'm doing today, it was um, over a decade ago when this happened. But I had, you know, through our marriage, the foundation was really, I got um, some angels appeared to me in my darkest moments when I was mm. really desperate and crying. I, I could see the light and feel them. Um, and so there were these, these random events. But after I moved out and to this furnished uh, tiny apartment and with the books I start reading the books suddenly uh, I felt the urge to go to a Reiki uh, class because I was really physically exhausted and physically and mentally emotionally all levels I was um, it kind of like coming out of an illness or something. I just needed heal- healing, and so Reiki came came to me, and uh, very soon I went to the past life regression ter- certification, and, and the angels were more and more. It was, it like exploded, it was like incredible. Um, as soon as I was free from the relationship and from that mentality, that place within me where I felt a victim, and I decided to grow from that and move on. Um, it just, everything changed and
0: open up. Wow. I love that. Myrna, there's a woman out there listening. I'm sure there's a male out there listening. There's somebody out there listening, scared in a, in a relationship that they know has to end and they don't know exactly what to do and they listen and they hope, um, can you throw some of that confidence to them? What what is the what are some things they can hold on to do you think or what steps might they take with that person right now that's just sort of like god I'm miserable. Um, you have anything for them on the top of your head?
3: Absolutely. I want to say that the most important thing is you're a support structure you know your soul sisters your soul brothers you have to have a collective of at least one two or three people that understand what you're going through and can offer you a shelter and um, you know that safety net because you you you're completely vulnerable during that time and but you have to walk through it there is so many people that that when they they're you know they're afraid they're you know I did lose my house in the process Um, Mm. you know my my kids were uh, you know they should have stayed with me they went with their father because you know he offered them things that I could not financially Mm -hmm. and so you know he pulled all the money out of the account and I was left penniless one day Um, but what happened was is is God provided Uh, no matter what the day was there was always a friend to take me out to dinner a friend to buy me groceries a place to stay um, you know a referral for a job there there was always something that came and you have to trust the process even though you can't see it long term what's going to happen i promise you that you will walk through it because your your angels and and god himself will not let you fall during those times you will walk through it and you can only walk through it one day at a time wow. so that support structure is very important and empowering and it's okay to have that shoulder of someone to cry on because it is a death process it is a death of an old way of doing things and then there is a newfound freedom that emerges from this process what Mm. comes out is this new beautiful swan of empowerment and freedom and confidence and that freedom is what has allowed me to move forward because i felt trapped in that relationship after a while just completely trapped Um, No power for myself, and it's it's a great awakening for for a person to come out of a a relationship that's only holding you back.
0: Wow, that's great. That's great. I could feel that. So. Get your support. Start talking. Get somebody, a confidant that you can rely on. And if you can't, don't have anybody. Look for hotlines, free support, people who have dedicated their lives to things like this if you need that. April, what is your advice to that person, that man or woman in the relationship right now that's miserable, scared? Possibly they have kids. They don't know a way out. They don't know if they can survive. Um, what, What do we want to throw them? As as a step one,
1: Mm, step one, I would just say to remember who you are, um, Mm -hmm. that you have a right to be happy, um, and that you have to you have to choose to be happy, but you can't rely on the other person to bring you happiness.
2: Well, like Myrna said, the spiritual, uh, the social support is very important. Talk to people, make new friends if if you lost um, your friends with with the ex, because sometimes. that can happen uh, to people, but there. Then there is also these non-physical friends. The support, call in on the angels, ask them to help. They can really create miracles, and they can help you feel better. And they can they can bring opportunities, circumstances, and and help you take to to the healing path because this is like recovering from from um, you know the the physical body, the mental, emotional. They're all. Shaken, so take time to rest and and be loving for yourself. Do things that you love.
0: I'm so sorry to interrupt you, Anu. You guys, we're out of time. Let's run through what each of you do and where people can find you.
3: Okay, well, I am an angel intuitive on when dot com, and they can always find me there. I'm I am. Available most days and if not, they can always book an appointment for a time that's convenient for them um, If they call me with a 10-minute uh, appointment, I will honor them with um, three free minutes And they can also find my website at angelic with Myrna.com. and I'm really excited that next year I'm bringing in a certification program for um, Angel readers and intuitives called angelic intelligence practitioner um certification So I'm looking forward to promoting that for the next year
0: Very exciting. So you're doing some stuff in your hometown, right?
3: I am. In Southern California, the Inland Empire, I teach classes locally as
0: well. Nice. And they can find you? They know how to get that off the website? Or is there something you need to tell them?
3: Yeah. Well, they can find me on meetup.com as well for angelic encounters in the
0: Inland Empire. Okay. Awesome. Thanks, Myrna. Thank you. April, what are you up to? (laughs) You getting (laughs) people in shape still?
1: Thank you so much. Yes. Well, I... I work with kids at a gym, so I love kids and fitness, so it's perfect for me. But um, I want to say thank you to you, and I really, really enjoy being a fan of yours, um, <laughs> so first sweet. of all. Thank well, you.
0: It's mutual.
1: Yeah, but I'm working on like, – I started this fun little page that I made um, called Kid Thoughts on Facebook. So that's that's been something fun for me. And I have a personal blog. It's called spiritualcosmetics.com blogspot.com that I upload like little book reviews and hair salon reviews on. It's just um, because I'm actually an aspiring author. I don't have a book yet, but I write a lot so that I can keep it kind of sharpened up.
0: Yeah, that's a very smart thing to do now. Kid dots, K-I-D-D-O-T-S.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Kid
0: thoughts thoughts.com. So kid K I D T H O U. Well, it's on
1: Facebook. I'm oh, it's sorry. On Facebook. Kid thoughts on Facebook. That's yeah. okay.
0: We just got to get really clear. <laughs> you know that Aries mind is very fast. So <laughs> I have to slow that down. And so uh, facebook.com slash kid thoughts. Would that get them there?
1: Yeah, I believe so. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. And otherwise they can go to your blog spot because whenever you do a blog, it ends in blogspot.com and tell us the name of that again
1: spiritual cosmetics
0: nice name april did you come up with that
1: i did <laughs> Some
0: of that fiery creativity just drives me crazy thank you sweetheart for being among us that is so and i know that's not an easy thing to do and you did it and you 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 did a beautiful job of presentation especially right out of a divorce that's mm-hmm. awesome thank you anu, what's going on with you <laughs>
2: well, um, I, I'd like to say to the beginning, I'm, I'm an author. I just um, published my book, Creating Heaven on Earth in Finland, and I'm getting it translated and worked on. So. Hopefully, in the beginning of year, yeah. um, I'll have that available to all of you, so p- please come to my website, anushiyasta.com and maybe sign up for my newsletter to uh, stay um, connected with me, and you, I'm also a want to listen.com advisor, so you can call me or book an appointment with me there, and I'm a radio show host on One Two Radio, my show is called Heaven on Earth. And on my show, um, I share a lot of um, the things that I've learned uh, over the years that helped me cope with divorce. I, I talk about manifesting and self you know, healing and loving yourself and all those wonderful important things such as gratitude and forgiveness. So tune in Thursdays at noon Pacific um, on, on One Two Radio to listen
3: to my show beautiful
0: and we will and myrna go on and plug your show i know oh i'm
3: yeah. like oh yeah i have a radio show
0: <laughs> <laughs> i
3: heard that <laughs> well my show is wednesdays at 12 o'clock noon pacific standard time and it is called angelic encounters with myrna
0: that's so awesome so i can't wait to you two do a visit with each other that would be an awesome show too and i also want you to know each of you uh um, touched me today really i can't appreciate enough what you've done i hope the listening audience audience will um go visit the sites uh offer your feedback and support if you need support get it these guys are, are very powerful to each of you i have one sound i want to make Mwah! thank you so much <laughs>
3: <laughs> for being with me will you do it
0: again with me please i want us to reunite okay that would be